0: well good morning and uh... welcome to ritz and road alliance church my name is chris corbin and i have the privilege of serving as the pastor here and uh... (laughs) i was going to start the service a different way but for those of you who are watching online we're still figuring all this technology out and so we thank you for being patient with us for those of you who are here in person we thank you for being patient with us it's, it's been an interesting season, um, and I, I really do, I, d- I want to begin by saying that we are so glad that you have joined with us, whether you are joining us here in person, um, for those of you who are joining us online, um, welcome, and thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, when COVID hit back in March, um, I think it, it caught everybody off guard, did it not? I don't think many of us here would be able to say I was prepared for COVID. I was prepared for a pandemic to happen, um, you know, for my life to be flipped upside down. Uh, And as a church, we've obviously had to make a whole bunch of changes as well. We've had to make shifts in how we operate, how we kind of do our services, the way we minister, the way we are able to connect with one another. And by God's grace, as we continue that journey and as we continue to navigate that season, we do so together as a church body and as a family. And I'm so thankful for that, that we don't do this alone, that we're able to gather together with one another, we're able to support each other as we journey through this season, as we begin to navigate these changes, um, and for the beautiful partnership that we have as a family. You know, over the last few months, we, we obviously shifted from being... Uh, entirely in person services that's how we met that's how we did church Uh, we gathered here together in a church building in our sanctuary and then with COVID we had to make the the rapid change to being all online you know we were kind of stuck in our homes you know we weren't able to gather together and now we're in a place where where we're a hybrid Um, and it's kind of a funny feeling in that you know. There are those of us who are here in person, and there are those of you who are watching online, and yet we are still one church, gathering together, meeting together both here and there. And what an exciting thing that that is. And as we, you know, continue to to navigate the reality that the effects of COVID are not going away anytime soon. You know, even if they are able to completely eradicate COVID, Our world has shifted, and it has changed the way we we do life. Um, And we have a new normal that we are navigating, do we not? And so as I was thinking upon that, I I began to just recognize for myself, and I want to share this with you, that as we press in to what this new normal looks like, as we continue to press in, you know we're, we're starting to come to a place where life is slowly coming kind of back to the way we kind of knew before COVID hit not fully we're, we're that beginning that transition i think people are starting to become a little bit more f- familiar and okay with life um but i was recognizing that in this season in particular there where there's the tendency and the desire to want to go back to how things were and yet still having to navigate this this newfound territory this new way of living Uh, it's all the more important for us to press in to the reality that we are deeply rooted and established in Jesus. We need to press into that truth, our identity in Christ and who he is and how he is leading us. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us and guide us. I think if we miss those two things, first and foremost, we're going to struggle as a church. We're going to struggle as individuals because those are the foundation, they are the bedrock of who we are. And so my hope and my prayer is that that is what we will do as a church, as individuals and corporately, that we will press into Jesus and we will invite the Holy Spirit to come. And so this morning, I I want to do just that. I want to open us in a word of prayer, Um, especially as things have kind of been going off with our technology, things were not working the way we wanted them to this morning. Um, There's just this sense that we need Jesus this morning. And so let's pray. Let's invite God to be present in our midst. And as we bow to prayer, before you do that, I just want you to kind of hold open your hands in a posture of receiving as well. And may we come with an expectancy that we will receive from God this morning. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning in the midst of our our new reality and our new life. And I believe it's a place where we it will drive us to be desperate for you. Where we need to know you and we need to be deeply rooted and established in your love. In your identity. Who you say we are. And who you say you are. So this morning we invite you, Holy Spirit, to be present. Lord, we know you are present. You are in everything and and all around us. And yet I think you desire for us to extend that invitation to receive from you. So we come with an expectancy that you are going to move this morning, that you are going to speak to us. That you will draw us deeper into our relationship with you. And regardless of what happens this morning or where you lead, Lord, may you be honored and glorified. We give this service over to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to introduce to you now uh, one of my newest friends. Uh, I want to in- introduce to you Lisa B. And uh, Lisa, why don't you come on up here? Lisa serves as an international worker in the Asian Spice region uh, with Christian Missionary Alliance. And over this past summer, she actually joined in on Our Lady Soul Care online groups. Um, and so she's gotten to know a, a few of you through that as you've walked through the soul care studies. And uh, this morning, we are excited to have her with us um i i know that god is going to speak through her and so i i pray that you would receive her words this morning Mm -hmm. but uh she is going to be sharing about uh the spirit empowered life Mm. and this is one of the the key areas that one of our values that helps us to fulfill our our vision as a church and so i'm excited i hope you uh, will listen with open ears and open hearts to what the lord has through lisa this morning So, Lisa, can I just pray for you? Yes, please. So, Father God, we thank you for Lisa, and I thank you for her willingness to come and and to share the words that you have placed upon her heart. And so, Lord, we we pray now for her, that you would anoint her words, that you would speak clearly through her, and, Lord, that we would receive all that you have for each one of us as you lead us deeper and closer to you, to living this spirit-empowered life. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Thank you. Good morning, church. It's really great to be with you this morning. Um, for those of you at home, I hope you have a cup of coffee in hand and reclining, but don't fall asleep, because I think this will be, um, hopefully, a God ordained appointment that you have with him this morning. It's also really great to be here uh, and actually be face to face at a distance with some of the women. Um, I'm just seeing your faces that, uh, as Chris said, I had the privilege of being in soul care on Tuesday mornings with the group. And so as much as this is my first time inside this building, I actually feel like I'm already at home. So uh, thank you for inviting me uh, to be here with you this morning. This morning, I actually would like to speak to you about what it means and looks like to live a spirit-empowered life. I know that this is one of the values of Ritson Road, and it's also one of the values of the Christian Missionary Alliance. So I've, I've titled my message, Filled Up to be Spilled Out. Two years ago, um, I met a couple that were living on the same island as myself, uh, but they were living in the far northern part of the island, where they had been ministering for about 13 years. This couple, they are hardcore workers. They live among the people, and they've even learned the local dialect, because you see, in many countries uh, in the world, we have a national language. And then we have local dialect languages, depending on the tribes. So these guys know how to even speak the local dialect. So until recently, Jody and Jordan, um, they were the only foreigners living in that area, much less Christians. And their hearts and my heart are for the unreached peoples on this island in which we live. They have invested time, resources, and spiritual sweat to reach these people with the gospel of Christ. When I met Jody and Jordan, they were so tired and actually very discouraged. They shared with me that while they had seen some people accept Jesus as their savior, he had not yet become their Lord. You see, the least-reached people groups on our island worship many gods, and they have been doing so since they were children. So these deep spiritual practices are not easily left behind. And sadly, because of this, when the people accept Jesus, they find themselves still tied to some of the spiritual practices, the old religious practices from their other faith, and it's very difficult for them to be set free. However, as I met with Jody and Jordan, I shared with them of some of my experiences of living in Africa and the spiritual darkness over that area. But I also shared with them how I saw people being set free from spiritual bondage. And I shared with them how Isaiah 61.1 has been kind of like a declaration song for me and over my life. And it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. I shared with my friends that if Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit to do ministry, then why wouldn't we? This was a bit of a challenge and a stretch for them to receive as their spiritual practices didn't include being filled with the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 61 begins with the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Here Isaiah prophetically speaks about the Messiah and the Messiah announces that he is blessed and empowered by the spirit of the Lord God. In Luke 4, 16 to 22, Jesus spoke in the synagogue in Nazareth, which was actually his hometown. And I can just imagine him opening up the scroll to Isaiah 61. And perhaps it was an assigned reading for him, or maybe he chose it for himself. And he read from the beginning of the chapter through to the first line of verse 2. And then he sat down. And he simply said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus is the person described in Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. And he is the one that the spirit of the Lord God is upon. If Jesus, the son of God, both uh, perfect in both his deity and humanity, needed the spirit of the sovereign Lord, how much more do we It goes on to say that because the Lord has anointed me, this identifies that the speaker is the Messiah because Messiah means anointed one. We find this in passages such as Isaiah, I mean, 1 Samuel 2.10, where it refers to the Messiah as his anointed. In the Greek, the word anoint actually means to rub or apply an ointment to or a liquid into something. And God gave me a visual of this very clearly this week because I have not worn boots for four years. And so I had to go in and look for my boots. When I found my boots, while they're leather, they were really getting a little dry and they kind of were like taking another shape. But as I took the oil and I started to apply it into the leather boots, guess what happened? They became soft and supple, and I could easily put my foot into it. That's what oil does. The persons in the Old Testament were often anointed with oil. For example, priests, they were anointed for special services for the Lord. Literal oil would be applied as a sign of the person being set apart in life and service. The oil on the head was only an outward representation of what the spiritual work was really going on inside that person. As Christians under the New Covenant we also have an anointing. First John two twenty says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. In the New Testament sense, anointing has the idea of being filled with and blessed by the Holy Spirit. And guess what? This is available for all Christians. It's available for all of us who say, I am a follower of Christ. And it is something that we can and should become more submitted to and responsive to. Our our founder, A.B. Simpson, he discusses key components, components of Christian service in his book, Service for the King. If you haven't read it, it's a good book. He highlights how service should be engaged in and expressed for the follower of Christ. Simpson challenges us that the power to serve should come from the Holy Spirit. It is by the Holy Spirit that we can overcome sin, and it is the power, this power, that sanctifies us and develops godly Christian character within us so that we would know Christ and be strengthened by him. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to resist temptation of the enemy and to war against Him. Acts 1.8 states that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that one can be witnesses of Christ on the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit needs to be the source by which we engage in Christ's mission. As an international worker, I've experienced this dependency on the Holy Spirit. Living in cultures of great spiritual darkness, where witch doctors and spiritual people abound and are considered the norm, I've come to learn that unless I am filled up and led by the Holy Spirit, then ministry becomes very tiring and can even become very discouraging. Just how I shared how my friends were doing in the North that day. I will never forget my first experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit and entering into that deeper relationship with God. You know, it was at a time in my life where I knew that there had to be something more to this Christian life than what I was living. In June 2003, in a village in northern Mozambique, Africa, I had an encounter with God that changed my life forever. Before going to Africa, my Christian life was rather mundane. You know, I read my Bible, but it was actually really out of duty, and it never came alive to me. I regularly regularly attended church and small group Bible study. I even listened to teaching on the Holy Spirit. However, because of my upbringing and my unpleasant experiences in a charismatic church, I was quite reluctant things concerning the spirit. However, on this day, an invitation was got, given to be filled with the spirit and God moved my heart. I obeyed and went forward. I remember going to the front of this very poor church in Africa, dirt all over, and I kneeled in the dirt. And as soon as I kneeled in the dirt, the presence of God fell. And then I found myself flat on my face in the dirt. While lying there, I had a vision. In the vision, I saw people going up an escalator. But at the top of the escalator, there was this huge fire. And as the people reached the top of uh, of the escalator, their bodies were consumed by fire. But they didn't die. And I asked the Lord, what is this? And he said to me, Lisa, my love is a consuming fire. Which is actually found in Hebrews 12, 29. I was just so overwhelmed by the sense of his love that I had to surrender myself to the prompting of the spirit. And I went up the escalator. I felt like my entire body was on fire. And I began to weep at the intensity of God's love for me. It was so incredible. I actually have no idea how long this process went on, but all I can say is that I was transformed. (laughs) Not only did this experience uh, and these expressions of God change have this external uh, feeling for me. I became very hungry for the wa- Word of God, and He became life to me. His Word became life to me, and He illuminated for me every single day. Another interesting thing that was happened to me after that was all of a sudden, I could see the lost around me. It was like the veil had been lifted from my eyes. When I returned to Toronto, I was downtown and I was stopped at uh, a red light. And if any of you have been downtown Toronto, I haven't been there recently, but in this day, there were tons of people crossing in front of me and in front of my vehicle as I waited at the light. And as I watched them pass by, I could see words. Now they they were like spiritual words, uh, written on the people, words such as depression, Anxiety and fear. I was so overwhelmed by this that I broke down in my car and I just cried out to God, rescue these people. But today, that day, God was doing something bigger in me. He was expanding my tent pegs for the heart for the lost people of the world. You see, brothers and sisters, I have found that ministry only becomes easier and more joyful when it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's God who is working in and through you. You simply just need to obey. Rob Reimer, he says, God doesn't want to fill us with his Holy Spirit just for our own benefit. He fills us to spill us. We are filled with the Spirit for a purpose. In Acts 1-4, Jesus is speaking to the d- disciple and he commands them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that the Father promised, which you have heard me discuss. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. However, by their response, we realize they didn't actually get what jesus was was actually trying to say to them because they say to him lord will you at this time restore the kingdom of israel but jesus in his graciousness he repeats himself again in verse eight and he says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem in all of judea samaria and to the ends of the earth The call to go into the world and preach the gospel is not for a select few. It's not just for us IWs, it's for you. Whether going to Jerusalem, that might mean the city of Oshawa, your family, your community, your school, your workplace, or maybe Judea Judea or Samaria, where God might take you to another part of our country or even to the ends of the earth. You see, it is our responsibility, the responsibility of all of us who say, I am a follower of Christ, to reach the few with the gospel. Our Alliance uh, Vision Prayer actually captures this call really well. It says, O oh God, with all our hearts, we long for you. Come, transform us to be Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, mission-focused people, multiplying disciples everywhere. The outworking of of being filled with the Spirit is to join God in his mission, bringing home the lost wherever he has planted you. And Christ has equipped us with the Holy Spirit and with different gifts and talents to reach the lost and advance his kingdom. These gifts and talents are freely given And then they're wrapped with the love of God. He loved you and me so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. AB Simpson says, He loved, he saved us, loved us, led us, and blessed us. Is it not enough to go and do likewise? Brothers and sisters. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people who are willing to surrender their lives and are open to receive his transformational power and those who are willing to share his message with others. 1 Corinthians 3 9 reminds us of this partnership. It says, For we are co workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. He is the owner of the field and the building, and we are merely sowers and builders in God's kingdom. You see, some people are called to plant, some to water, and others get to harvest. And some lay foundations, some build on those foundations, foundations. but really all of the work is for the establishment of his kingdom, not our own but he invites us to live the deeper life through the power of the Holy Spirit. John 10.10 says, I have come to give them life, that you may have life and have it to the full. In the Passion Translation, it reads, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Who wouldn't want that? Seriously, I want that. However, this does require a posture of surrender where we can say, not I, but Christ. You see, my friends in the northern part of our island, they had to make this decision. They had been taught that you receive the Holy Spirit at conversion, and that was enough. As we walk through the spirit, the scripture passages that I'm just sharing with you, their eyes and hearts were opened. They realized that something had been missing in their lives and in their ministry. And they said to me, Lisa, we want and need what you have. But it wasn't easy for the husband because he prided himself in, on being a man of the word. But the Holy Spirit began to show him this pride in his heart, and he came to see that while the word is important, it was not alive for him. He needed the Holy Spirit to breathe life into it and into him. I was so incredibly blessed when they asked me to pray for them to be filled with the Spirit, and he came. (laughs) He came with the love of the Father. It was so incredible. And there has been radical transformation in my friends' lives today. They are so hungry for Jesus. (laughs) It's actually quite beautiful. Ministry for them is now done out of overflow, being filled up to spill out. And the result of this is that those people, the people that they had, had come to Jesus that were experiencing bondage, guess what? They were now being set free. Completely set free from the bondages and the strongholds in their lives. David Hearn, our president, uh, he wrote this in a recent letter. It says spiritual renewal is meant to be fuel for courageous engagement in the mission of god our mission is to be multiplying disciples who will in turn multiply disciples and this is happening on our island in the north with these new believers as they are experiencing the transforming power of the holy spirit in their lives they in turn are becoming vessels of transformation in their families and in their communities in their new freedom and authority in christ they can squash the enemy you may say well how can i be filled with the spirit scripture records many different ways in which people are filled with the holy spirit It can be through a sovereign act of God, as we read in Acts 2 at Pentecost, or it can be in ways such as the Azusa Street Revival, which was a really historic uh, revival meeting that went on for three years in Los Angeles, California. People can also be filled with the spirit by the laying on of hands, as Peter and John did with the believers in Samaria. Another way is asking by grace through faith as seen in Galatians 3.14, which says, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And John 7.38 and 39 says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. You may be thinking as you're listening, well, Lisa, that's really great. And I can see why people like you really need to be filled with the this, this Spirit because you're working in really dark places. But why do I need to be filled? My answer would actually just be this, because you too are living in a spiritually dark world. But perhaps you just have not been able to see it yet. And secondly, God desires his children to live an abundant life, living from a posture where the old has gone and the new has come, and we live out of that new. And God is diverse in his expressions. We don't all have to look the same. Some benefits of being filled with the spirit are having a deeper love and understanding for the word. Others, it's a knowing your authority in Christ, and having a greater boldness in freedom and witnessing or in preaching, as we see in Acts 2 with the disciples. Other benefits might just be that you have a clearer understanding of the work of the spirit and of evil spirits, which we call discerning of spirits. And most importantly, I think, is an increased desire for intimacy with God. Some spiritual expressions or manifestations of being filled with the spirit are that you would display Christ-like character, which we find in Galatians 3:22 and 24, and you probably all know them: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. This list of Christ's characteristics are not to be shown just to those who are saved; they are to be extended to those who we rub shoulders with every single day, and to extend those same, get, those same characteristics to the lost, to the people who are different from us. Oh, that we would experience new freedom and joy in our lives and a deeper sense of the Father's love for us. A love so deep that you know that you know you're God's beloved son or daughter. In whom he loves and is well pleased. In closing, perhaps you're listening to this message and you can identify with my friends. you being in the kingdom, but you find life and ministry tiring and discouraging. Or perhaps you identify with my story and while you said yes to Jesus, your life with him is rather mundane. You are just doing the things that you've been taught or directed to do. You go to church on Sunday, you read your Bible, but you haven't experienced that transformational power and transforming uh, happening in your own life. Perhaps the Holy Spirit is nudging you and your heart to engage. Engage in his mission, be it in your Jerusalem, your Judea, Samaria, or perhaps he's even calling you to join them to go to the ends of the earth. Perhaps you've experienced the filling of the spirit in your life, but you realize you are dry and need to be filled again. That's okay. Jesus came that we would have life and have it to the full, in abundance that we would be vessels so filled that we would be spilling out everywhere we walk not just here but up here we would be filled. if you would like to experience god in a newer newer, newer and deeper way all you have to do is surrender however surrender may not be easy because of something that's blocking you from receiving the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've put up a sign and you have some no-go areas in your life. Or maybe you care more about what other people think of you. Or perhaps you like to be in control. Surrender your ways so that he can work his ways in and through you. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we are then able to walk and step out into the new life, where we can honestly and truthfully say, the old has gone, the new has come. And we are filled up to be spilled out. So I'd ask you, whether you're at home or you're sitting here today, just to close your eyes where you're at. Ask Jesus to take a look around inside your heart. And if today God has been tugging on your heart, I would ask that where you are, you can stand or raise your hand. No one's looking. And I'd like to pray for you. Or perhaps you're not ready to be prayed for. And that's okay. God is patient. But I would ask you to seek him and ask him, what's holding you back? John 20, 21, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So Father, I ask today that you would breathe on your people. Breathe new life into them. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bring life to dry bones. Remove any obstacles that are in the way from people receiving all of you. Father, I ask that for my brothers and sisters that have stood or raised their hand to say, yes, I want more of you. I surrender all. Father, you would meet them where they are and Holy Spirit blow into those places that have been consumed with something else. I pray that my brothers and sisters would have a tangible expression of who you are in their life. That they would know that they know that you are delighted in them. And Father, I just ask that you would just breathe through this auditorium today. Breathe through every house that is watching today. And we just say let your kingdom come, let your will be done, let your fire fall. And father, we just are so excited for what you're going to do <laughs> because when you come and your spirit fills us up, watch out world. And so we just we just are so excited that you are God and that you have moved and I pray that you would just continue to move your children out knowing that they are full and they are filled up to overflowing so that the lost would see and know you in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lisa, for that challenging and encouraging message and a reminder that it is out of the overflow of the filling of the Spirit that we serve. So I want to leave you with these words again, and Lisa shared them, but it's Jesus speaking, and he says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So as you go this week, May you receive the fullness of who God is. May you receive all of his spirit. And may you be poured out everywhere you go. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.